Alright guys, welcome into a late night version of the Smyrna Churchman Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Farrell, and I'm joined here by uh, my good friends, Mac Farrell, and uh, special guest, Ethan Bowers. Ethan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm on top of the world right now, but I mean, my, my days in this league could be numbered, so I'm having to do everything I can to stay in the good graces of our incredible commissioner <laughs> that we have. Yep. My, uh, Ethan has been, been doing his best to try to get on my good side, even though he tried sitting next to me in, in the draft room. He's promptly yelled at to move <laughs> to a different seating uh, location. As, as you deserved. But shout out to Jake Allen for uh, giving up that spot. Yeah, and then he sat next to me and didn't say hardly two words to me until the end of the draft. I mean, you can't have everything your way, right? Yeah. So, Mac, uh... How you doing? I'm doing just fine, you know. We're finishing everything up, getting ready for the new season, so, you know. There's a lot of interesting picks made tonight, specifically by Michael Harbour, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what's new with that? But, uh, no, you know. Excited to get into it and uh, discuss some of the the teams we thought come out strong and uh, who uh, who might be heading to Waffle House this season. <laughs> All right, so uh, what are we what are we uh, thinking? You know, pre-draft. Uh, we had there's a lot a very eventful pre-draft this year. Um, what what are y'all's thoughts on kind of like how everything went as far as you know setup or? Uh, how much I might have screwed up <laughs> uh, the projector, or, you know, Michael bringing in a guest guest drafter. Um, you know, uh, I thought, you know, we had a lot of malfunctions there early on. Um, you know, it's nice to see uh, our uh, representative Robert Stevens, you know, willing to come out and. You know, hang out with us small people yeah. for a, a little while. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a nice touch from Michael. I thought it was a, a nice nod. I just think he should have picked somebody. He should have had, uh, you know, Robert call out a better name than Patrick Mahomes. You know, Mahomes. Mahomes, first round. You know, thought it was an interesting pick, but, you know, I'll leave it at that. Ethan, any thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty nice to see us uh, handle some adversity early on in this year. I'm sure it will not be the first bit that we uh, will see as a group as we're still trying to figure out how the waivers are going to be run. Um, but hopefully we'll have an answer to that sooner rather than later. It's always nice to see uh, good old Robert Stevens. Uh, personally, I was, I was thinking we were going to have the Flying Fishes uh, former manager uh, delivering the uh, final pick of the first round, but sadly, we were just given a um, small. Uh, can't think of the word. Words, words carefully now. He's a powerful man. Yeah, let me let me just totally remove the word small. We were talking with a very powerful political figure, uh, no matter the size of their physical stature <laughs> or the level to which they are in the government. Other, um, than, other than that, I thought it was a, a pretty great night. Always good to see. Uh, my favorite people. And who's that? 
Mostly I mean, Hunter Farrell. Yeah, you got to know that Hunter Farrell's right up there at the top of that list. Um, shout out to him for giving me that late invite to the wedding. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I guilted him into it, but, you know, I'm still going to be there. That you will. All right, so getting into the first round, we kind of hinted at it a little bit. Anything stick out to y'all first round-wise that you'd like to you'd like to talk about? Matt, you can go ahead. Um... I mean, I, I just thought Mahomes was a was an interesting pick. I think that was kind of the standout of the first round. You know, he lost Tyreek, and um, you know, there's a lot of questions of who his receivers will be. But you know, if you have faith in the guy, uh, I guess it's a it's a fine pick there. Um, but you know, the rest of the the first round, I think kind of went as I expected. I think the guys went that I expected to go, but I think maybe the order was a little uh, different from what I thought. I originally thought uh, Richard would probably take Justin Jefferson, and I thought I'd be sitting there with Josh Allen staring me in the face, thinking about making that pick. So uh, when Josh went before me I just went Jefferson thinking he might finish as the number one wide receiver so other than that you know most of the guys that I thought were going to go went so what about you Ethan? Yeah it's pretty interesting I think um, the top 10 people I would say probably went in this draft as as we kind of expected Patrick Mahomes being kind of maybe in a borderline kind of guy but I think it's interesting looking at the draft board seeing how um, we're having three quarterbacks go, we're having three uh, wide receivers go, and then four running backs. That would be unheard of if we were um, back in our non-super flex days. So it's just kind of showing how the league is evolving um, as we're moving on. And who knows, next year we may have five quarterbacks going in round one, depending on how this year goes. So yeah, Michael had said at the summer meetings uh, that only one person here other than myself actually was at. Um, I think we know who that is. Oh, we know. <laughs> um, he said that he thought 11 quarterbacks would go in the first 20 picks, and I could not have disagreed more based on the way that our league, uh, you know, kind of prepares now. And I understand that quarterback is a powerful, powerful spot, but, you know, um, especially with Superflex, but, you know, it's also really hard to pass up on good running backs and wide receivers. And with PPR getting added in, I think a lot of people realized that that was not going to be, um, that quarterbacks weren't going to be as overly powerful as we've seen in the past. I think you kind of saw that with the draft, was that people, um, you know, realized, hey, you know, quarterbacks are going to be important, but you still want to be really good at those other positions too. Um, so after the first round, you know, uh, we see a few more quarterbacks go, but still predominantly running backs and wide receivers. So what are y'all's thoughts through round two? Round two was uh, a little bit more back to our old bread and butter. We had a lot of running backs. I'm seeing six of them go off here in the second round, so that's a, a little stereotypical there. And then um, the run on quarterbacks didn't really start until that last pick with Jake on uh, the second round. I thought that was a little interesting. Yeah, I was kind of waiting um, 
in the pre-draft podcast, Hunter and I talked about being in the middle. We liked that spot this year more than recent years, um, just because we were going to be able to kind of see the flow of the draft and where like runs started happening. So, um, you know, beginning of the second round, a lot of running backs going off the board. So Hunter and I both finished off kind of the running back run with Jones and Kamara. And then uh, that's when, because I was kind of waiting to see uh, if a couple of guys, like if Mike or, um, you know, Tyler went quarterback, I was probably going to go ahead and pull the trigger on a quarterback in the second. But with the top end running back starting to go off, I thought it was going to be pretty important to go ahead and solidify that spot because it is still valuable even with the super flex um but yeah like ethan said then we get to the end of the second and jake kind of forced everybody's hand by going two quarterbacks at the two three turn and that's when everybody kind of got going and uh hold on we're gonna have to crank up the umbrella right here you can't make this up you know, on a night where things have not gone according to plan, it starts raining on us and we are outside. Hey, we're fighting the adversity, boys. Yeah, but the umbrella is, it looks like it's going to cover us. I don't yeah. know. Huddle up, huddle up. Yeah, we're going to have to huddle up here. Hope we're ready for some ASMR. It, it, it is, is going to be a lot louder on the pod now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was talking to Jake, you know, being in a conversation with that guy that I could. Um... Oh, and of course the rain stopped. <laughs> um, I said, hey, like, like, I'm like, this draft could not have been going much better for you to take Jonathan Taylor first and then still have a good amount of quarterbacks to choose from. And I think he he still kind of had that vibe. Um, I think he was kind of in between getting two, two quarterbacks there and you know, I would have loved to hear his process, but uh, yeah. you know, it's past his bedtime, so we'll never <laughs> we'll have to hear it in text version. But Yeah, I... Because I had discussed with him beforehand, and he sounded like, as we were talking about last year, you know, the quarterbacks, the quarter, the big quarterback run last year happened in the fourth round, and he kind of initiated that. I think he was in the 10 spot, so he went Brady and whoever else. He was Rodgers. Brady and Rodgers. Or no, I think, I think Tyler had Rodgers. I think it was Russell. Okay. I think he went... Brady Russell, but anyways, he went at like the back of the four or five turn, and that's when everybody started cleaning them out. But I think he made the adjustment this year, knowing that everybody was going to value quarterbacks a little more. He felt like he needed to go ahead and solidify that position at the two three turn. I think he got, you know, the two best available guys there. Um, so. You know, he really kind of pushed the envelope and made everybody kind of decide um, to start going ahead and getting their guys. And, you know, besides that, I think most of the quarterbacks went that we thought. Um, Hunter, what was your thought process behind taking Saquon Barkley in the middle of that uh, quarterback run there? Really, I was just kind of looking at uh, value. And um, I just thought if I could solidify... Because I feel like the, the drop-off of running backs, pretty much after Zeke, um, which I think out Jake took in the fourth or 
uh, the fifth. Um, yep, five. I think, uh, after that, I just didn't feel very confident in a lot of those guys being my RB2. I just wanted to really solidify that position. So uh, it was it was tough because, you know, there's a lot of good receivers that we'll get into later that I uh, really feel like I missed out on. But um, I just feel like Saquon was a really good value there. I didn't know if he was going to come back. And um, I just really feel like solidifying my running backs there. Um, but as we're into round three, was there anything else that stood out to y'all? Um, obviously, it's the big quarterback round. But anything standing out to y'all other than quarterbacks kind of going at a massive rate? One thing about the quarterbacks uh, with Jake's pick, I've seen it's been proven that Kyler Murray actually plays worse when there is a double XP weekend on Call of Duty. So uh, it's statistically proven. Uh, you can look at that if you don't believe me. But I'd just be interested to see how that how that plays out as he's also been kind of a first half of the year kind of quarterback. Hopefully he can put together a full season. I'd say hopefully not, but... Uh... You know, I've got Hollywood Brown, so I got a little bit of skin in the game. But yeah, no third round. After the running back or quarterback started going, I kind of assumed we were heading in that direction. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting to see um, the the runs at running back in the fourth round. You kind of see some of the fringe RB1 high-end RB2 guys starting to go um, with Connor, Chubb, Javante, and Fournette in that round. Um, I thought I was kind of hoping in my position that I would be able to get one of those because like you said, Hunter, you know, Saquon is one of the last like guys that could be top-tier running backs. And sure enough, like the last of them, ended up going before me, Connor, Chubb, uh, Javante, and then you took Trey Lance, and Cousins was the last guy that I really liked um, to have like top 10 quarterback potential there. Um, so I went ahead and scooped him. We see Kelsey go off the board, which, you know. I think that's a really good value to get him right there. I think it's a great value too. Um, something that I dealt with last season um, drafting a tight end was kind of being pigeonholed into not being able to use a, your flex for the whole season because you're forced into playing Travis Kelsey. Um, so when you pick a guy that high, you put a lot of investment in them. You know, I do think it's a good value, and I'm sure, you know, Alex is going to reap some benefits from it. But, you know, it means he's not going to be playing McLaurin. Or Michael Thomas, unless he subs out Michael Pittman or Cooper Cup, so, um, you know. But I guess that's a good problem to have. Uh, kind of have that strength there. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts about the round. What about you, Ethan? Yeah, I'm feeling about the same. Um, I, I like honestly the Tyreek Hill uh, pick to start off the round. I think he'll still get a ton of volume uh, there in Miami. Uh, maybe not as many of the 60 plus yard plays uh, with Tua's um, inability to potentially do that. Um, but I thought the round was a pretty good, pretty good one overall. I liked uh, Kirk Cousins as well. I think that offense is gonna um, go pretty nuclear this year, and that's a nice stack for you to have, Mac. Uh, I was actually between uh, Travis Kelsey and Javante on that pick, but I just really wanted to solidify with 
three top tier, what I saw as three top tier running backs. Um, losing Derrick Henry last year just kind of really put into my mind that I don't want to be in that position again, so I figured I'd spend a little extra draft capital up on that. And then um, Jake ending out the round strong, I would say, with Mike Evans, or even the pick before that, Keenan Allen, two, two great, great wide receivers that pretty much wake up with 1,100 yards every year and 80-plus catches is never really a bad thing as your uh, top-tier wide receivers. Yeah, Mike Evans was somebody I was toiling over with my pick. Um, I really – it was difficult because I was kind of between – I wanted to kind of stack one of my quarterbacks with a wide receiver, and it was either Mike Evans to go with Brady or just take Cousins to go with Jefferson, and I figured – Cousins is going to score more points at the end of the year than Evans, so I went with Cousins there, but I think Evans was also good there. Um, Hunter, does anything stand out to you in particular? Um, I said I think a lot of the, like, you know, you see the quarterback, or the quarterback kind of in there. I think this is where you really start getting to the end of those running backs you trust. I like Javante Williams there in the fourth for Ethan a lot. I think that's got a lot of upside, especially with that being your third running back. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was pretty happy to get Trey Lance there. Um, I feel like he was a very solid RB2, and if he runs nearly as much as he does last year, I feel like he's got a very high four. Um, Joe Burrow, oh, sorry, sorry, looking at the round three. Uh, Kelsey, like we already talked about, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, some good receivers. And then round five is where you just really see the receiver run uh, take off. So as we get into round five, um, anything stand out to y'all or like anything big? I really, I, uh, I was really hurting when Michael Pittman and Mike Williams went before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think me and Mac were gonna, Mac was gonna snipe me as much as he did this uh, tonight. And uh, the Mike Williams pick was that one hurt a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, difficult because Jake kind of got stuck with what I think is, like, a very difficult player to project in Zeke. Um, With Tyron Smith going out, their offensive line is going to be a little shakier. And Zeke, you know... I just don't see him being as efficient as he has been. He's never quite been an, an efficient runner. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of questions on Zeke for me, at least, this year. Um, but that's just kind of the risk you have to run with uh, coming back after that long wait. Um, but, yeah, pretty much like the receivers in this round are like where you're really getting value. I really liked Pittman. And if he came to me, I probably would have taken him. Um, AJ was kind of off my draft board just because, I don't know, I'm kind of, I didn't really want as much of a boom-bust guy uh, in that position, even though I did take Mike Williams. But I think Mike Williams has potential to kind of put it all together this year and have like a more solid season. Um but, yeah, I was between Mike Williams and T. Higgins there, which you ended up taking T. Higgins. Um, and then Sutton would have been my next guy. So that kind of run right there was pretty much how I would have pinned it together. I think D.J. Moore's a solid pick there. 
Um, hopefully uh, Baker can do a little more and then you see a couple of the you know last of the fringe QB one ish kind of guys I mean I don't think Trevor Lawrence is quite QB one potential but people are hyping up Derek Carr so you don't know about him but yeah anything you'd like to add Ethan yeah I uh, was thinking the same thing on that run on the wide receivers I'm a little feeling the same about you uh, with AJ Brown just I'm wondering if the volumes gonna really be there for him uh, with Devontae Smith also being there Dallas Goddard just gonna be a lot of mouths to feed especially with the quarterback that um, maybe he's progressed a lot this offseason I haven't been looking into the Eagles very much but just in terms of what I saw last year I don't know if I wanted my number one uh, if I would have taken him he would have been my number one wide receiver I just don't know uh, how many targets he'll get a, a season um, the rest of them are really good. I love all of them. Obviously, I'm feeling the Cortland Sutton pick. And then the DJ Moore pick, I think, is a, is a sneaky good one as well. Uh, DJ Moore is kind of like, uh, can't think of who, but he um, never really has a great quarterback. And, I mean, Baker still went first overall a couple years ago and played last year at the Torn Labrum. So he could, he could put up some crazy numbers this year. So, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to put in a pick for Tyler and Jonathan Abram is not showing up but that's because I misspelled his first name come uh, on now I know uh, it's, like I said I like a lot of the receivers here and that kind of hurt me because I really thought that I was going to get a really soft, like a lot of the receivers I wanted to hear were receivers I wanted is my wide receiver too like DJ Moore Cortland Sutton um, I was pretty happy to get T Higgins but I really would like to get a Mike Williams to go with my Justin Herbert or just Michael Pittman because I'm a I'm a big Pitt City guy, but, uh, you know, the big run on receiver, kind of what you expect, the value drops to, you know, to a point where a lot of people want receivers. And then kind of getting into the next round, um, you see those running backs go again. It's kind of a mixture of everything. Uh, Clyde, uh, I mean, he, I feel like he could have gone a little bit later, but, you know, he could possibly be the RB1 for the Chiefs still. Um, I thought... Ethan could have waited a little bit longer to get Matt Ryan, but I'm sure he's probably feeling the heat on getting a QB number two. Um, Cam Akers, I'm I'm scared of Cam Akers a lot with the Achilles, um, and then uh, but Mark Andrews is a really good value there. Allen Robinson was another receiver that I really liked that uh, that Jake took. AJ Dillon, if I hadn't taken Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon would have been a guy that I would have been interested in. I really, I'm really a big fan of Brees Hall. Obviously, that's why I took him, but I think he's got a lot of upside as a, as a RB3 there, but um, what are y'all's thoughts on as we're getting a little bit later in our round? Yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and defend that Matt Ryan pick. <laughs> um, not the greatest pick I've probably ever done. Probably could have waited, but I think just with my uh, what happened last year, I didn't want to have that happen again, so I figured Matt Ryan's a pretty safe guy. Um, if he dumps it off to Jonathan Taylor a couple times for some 80-yard touchdowns, will be okay. Throws it up to Michael Pittman. Um, I'm thinking he's going to be in the like 25 to 30 touchdown range, so I'll happily uh, keep him in uh, as my QB two uh, for this season. Now, uh, do you have? Did you have Matt Ryan higher up on your board than Tua, or did Tua kind of go and you were like, "Well, I don't feel confident in anybody else. I need to get Matt." I mean, things I'm uh, when I was looking at the rest of the quarterbacks, I just I still see Matt Ryan as he was that MVP at one point, and mm -hmm. I think I mean what that was four years ago, 
Um, he's in a new situation, a situation that's really, it's a kind of a plug and play thing. Like he's, he's meant to succeed um, in that offense and with that team. Um, I personally like Matt Ryan more than Tua. Um, Tua could definitely go for 40 touchdowns, but I feel like he could easily also go for 20 touchdowns this year. Yeah, and with Matt, you've already kind of seen him have a, a season that's MVP caliber, so mm -hmm. it's a little more of a sure thing, and that's kind of what you're going for this year is uh, about, you know, you're about consistency and safety. That way you don't have to make another trip out to the, the good old Waffle House. Soft. Yeah, that's the name of the game this year. We're wanting Soft. to be a nice 500 ball club here at the Wasted Players. Soft. I haven't won a championship yet and trying probably not to win last. That's soft, Ethan. Yeah. You don't know what I've been through, Hunter. You don't know what that syrup was like. I'll just reiterate some of the other things said. Um, I thought Deontay Johnson is a bit of a weird one there. Uh, it's just a difficult situation, either with Mitchell Trubisky or a rookie throwing him the ball. Um, or even Mason Rudolph. Even Mason Rudolph. And then you've got, you know, all the hype around George Pickens, Claypool still being there. I don't know. I've just never quite been that high on Deontay, but I'll stop bashing Michael's pick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I think the running backs in this range, you know, you got to kind of take your guy that you think. I think uh, Richard kind of swinging for the fences with Akers, hoping that he gets him back to full health. And, uh kind of the bell cow running back there um i think Brees, you know like the past four or five years uh you know there's been at least like one rookie running back in the top 10 every year and Brees definitely projects to be the uh the best of the bunch so far this year so you would expect him to finish at least at worst as a rb2 so solidifying him as his as your RB3, you know, is a good pick. Um, I took A.J. Dillon just kind of thinking that, you know, if there was anything that would happen to Aaron Jones, he uh, he would take over as the bell cow. And also, you know, I think with Devontae Adams leaving, there's a bit of a hole in the offense that A.J. Dillon might be used to fill. So, like Allen Robinson to end it out, um, heading into the seventh round, Jake went back-to-back, -back, Allen Robinson and Judy. Then um, had Justin Fields go off by Neal. He wanted to get that second quarterback, and, you know, Fields is a is a good quarterback. Um, potentially could have some big weeks. Um, still developing a lot. And then we had J.K. Dobbins go, and then a big wide receiver run, as you kind of see people taking shots at you know the wide receiver twos that have potential to have big games you got Waddle, Hollywood, Brandon Cooks who's consistent as can be um, Juju, Amon Ross St. Brown, Gabe Davis finishing out with David Montgomery so I think it was just a lot of people trying to solidify their roster a little bit um, you know nothing really surprised me this round um, but yeah, anything from y'all on that? I don't know. I know we got to move quicker because we're 30 minutes in, and <laughs> that's why I was just kind of trying to run through it. Mac is just—I mean, are, so we are we paused right now? No. Oh, no. we're just—we're just letting it flow. Okay. Mac is—I mean, Jake 
Jake wasn't lying. He said Mac will just talk and talk and talk. We're giving in-depth analysis Very right now. Depth. All right. I mean, we're about to speed through it because we're about to be just running through everybody. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll get to the, the not so. So what round we, we left off with now, eight? Yeah, we're on eight now. All right, I love the uh, Chase Edmund pick from Mac. I think I would have gone Edmund, Edmondson uh, next round if it came back to me. And then Mac got Alan Lazard, who I really wanted. So Mac just double sniped the two guys I went there. Rashad Bateman, another pick that Jake got that I like. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was not a bad second quarterback for Alex, so I think he's going to end up looking back and seeing that he's got uh, one of the weaker second uh Quarterbacks, Damian Pierce. I thought he could have waited, but he's looked great in the preseason. He's probably queued up for that one, though. So yeah, he didn't want to miss it. You had quite a few running backs go between the time that Richard came back. You had Tony Pollard, Gibson, Mitchell, Sanders, Singletary, Penny. So yeah, I don't, I don't think Damian Pierce would have came back to him. So there's a possibility. So in the tenth round, Mac, what was your thought when you took uh, Cordell Patterson? Um, well, like I said, a lot of the running backs started going off there and uh, kind of got to a point where I felt like there was a lot of running backs that kind of, you know, were just kind of meh players. And I thought Cordero, uh, this being a full PPR league this year, um, Cordero's kind of still going to be a consistent piece in that offense, I think. Um still going to get work you know lining up outside in the slot wherever i mean he's going to be utilized as a as a piece in the offense so i thought he was a the best value left of the running backs that you know had just gone off um so i just wanted to go ahead and get a little more stability in the running back position yeah i think the patterson pick wasn't a bad one um yeah, I definitely think there'll be some touches for him um, this year. So maybe he could, if you have to throw him into an RB2 spot or something, uh, if, if some injuries come around, I don't think it would be that bad of a thing to have to deal with. Yeah, I don't see, I mean, I don't project him having the season he did last year. Um, but I don't think that he's just going to be totally phased out of the offense. Um, he can't be any worse than Mike Davis last year. It's what you got to think about. Very true. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, Drake London, I like that as an upside pick. I thought maybe you could have gotten him a little bit, like Neil could have gotten him a little bit later. But, you know, when you're on the turn, you got to kind of take your guys. Kareem Hunt and Damian Harris back-to-back for Jake. I feel like solidified kind of, uh, you know, the lack of running back depth that he had up until that point. Uh, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I know Jake and uh, Ethan were talking about how they had heard that Damian Harris was actually um, – expecting on taking a bigger role but you know at least in the past the Patriots have always tried using uh, some kind of second running back. Max sniped another pick from me Devontae Smith uh, that's three now and the Mac had taken before me I was pretty upset about uh, but I was pretty content to take George Pickens there another high upside rookie wide receiver. Um, Alexander Madison early handcuff for Ethan Olave Waller and Kenneth Walker. Anything stick out to y'all specifically in that round? Yeah, I definitely took the handcuff a little early um, right there, but uh, that was my thoughts with taking Dalvin Cook was I really didn't want to miss out on that handcuff just because he's been known to miss a little bit of time 
So I figured I'd r rather be uh, a little early than somebody else get a potential RB1. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of at the point where you just kind of have to build your roster out however you see fit. Um, you know, Jake did a good job of getting a couple of running backs that he needed there. You know, I think everybody's just kind of filling in positions that they could use. Um, I think Waller potentially could be a good value there. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about him being in a situation where he's wanting a new contract and he hasn't really been showing up to and showing out. So There's yeah. a lot of mouths to feed there in Las Vegas. That there is. You got Hunter Renfro, the sneaky good uh, route runner there. Um, but yeah, then we see the uh, defensive players start going in the 12th. Um, so that's when you know we're really kind of <laughs> picking up scraps here. I thought it was interesting, the little running back trio in the middle here. Um, I like all three of them, really. James Robinson, James Cook, and Kenny Gainwell. I think they all could have um, some valuable roles in some offenses. Um, Buffalo and Philly, that could really have some value. James Robinson, there's been talk of him actually being like the lead back in Jacksonville, which isn't the most valuable offense, but still good to get a guy with a lot of touches at this point in the draft. Um, Tony in the back of the 12th could be an interesting pick from uh, Michael there, depending on uh, you know what his season looks like with the Giants this year. Um, anything stick out to y'all in the 12th or 13th here? I think. Um, Go ahead. I think Gainwell was a pretty good pick. I've seen some things that he uh, has been running with the ones a little bit, so that could be a, a nice value there to get late. Yeah, and then, of course, you got the, the beginning of the run on defensive players. Um, I think it was nice that we kind of waited on linebackers a little bit just because they're a bit more uh, frequent than a solid pass, uh, pass rusher or somebody more on the back end. Um, I think Jameis was great. I would have loved to pick him up as my QB3. Um, but unfortunately, he had the same bye week as uh, I believe it was Matt Ryan, so I didn't really want to have both my quarterbacks out then. Uh, so I just kind of skipped past that one. Uh, Russell Gage is going to be pretty good for the Buccaneers if he can uh, get that rapport with Tom. Who knows? Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going it's on right now. To do when Tom ain't there, right? Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. So I mean, he's I can't a, really blame him. A vacation plan. He's got a marriage mm. to save. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I think the I think the round went pretty good. So we're going to go quick rapid fire here. Um, so 13th round or 14th round, what was a pick that you liked, Mac? Ethan. None I'm, of them. I'm going to go Michael Gallup. Uh, I think oh, oh, yeah, okay, Michael Gallup there. Yeah, Michael Gallup for sure. I think when he comes back from that injury, I don't know if he's going to be ready for week one or if he's on the PUP. Um, but I think when he comes back, they'll definitely be. Um, I think he'll overtake Dalton Schultz in terms of um, targets. So I think that's a really nice pick uh, to have there at, at, at 14. All right, since you all had the same pick, a pick you didn't like in the 14th. Mm. Jacoby Myers. 
Yeah. Just throwing you under the bus. It's, it's not the greatest pick, but, I mean, he's a he's a PPR monster. Um, I mean, he's always getting six, seven catches. I mean, it's normally for about 40 yards, but maybe this is the year that he uh, finally puts it together and scores more than two touchdowns. Right. So, a little bit of a reach, but, you know, got to grab your guys. 15th, um, I really love the K.J. Hamler pick by Mac. I think he could definitely be – I think uh, – if that's probably Tim Patrick, then that's the guy that goes a little bit earlier. Yeah. KJ Hamler's very solid, so I like him a lot. Uh, pick I dislike. Um, I like to say maybe Mika. Uh, I feel like he's a good, he's a really good safety, but um, I feel like there are a lot of better safeties out there. I feel uh, like he's a great safety, but maybe not a great fantasy safety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Abrams is definitely a guy that's getting like way more tackles way more involved in the like secondary than minka minka is kind of a guy that doesn't really get the ball thrown to and i mean he's getting tackles but it was also interesting to see cameron hayward go there as a d tackle uh you don't see very many d tackles i mean jeffrey simmons went to and you don't see very many d tackles get drafted in fantasy yeah, well, yeah you, you saw who picked him, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. I'm not really feeling that one too much, uh, yeah. if I'm being honest with you. D-tackles, I mean, what, maybe 50, 50-ish tackles a year, three sacks, something yeah. like that. I mean, just not going to be putting up the numbers. Um, but, I mean, that could be the steal of the draft. You never know when, when Magic Mike's drafting. Very true. All right, so 16th round. P- pick you like, pick you didn't like. I love the Michael Carter pick uh, that Jake well, had. I, I did tell him to take him. I was I was uh, borderline, but I just decided to get a little McCorkle for myself. So yeah. I'm happy for for Jake to get uh, Michael Carter. But if he busts out and I get to pick him up later, I wouldn't be sad. Mac Jones is my favorite out of that round. Um, you know, he's he was the last quarterback that I was really kind of like. Can comfortable with drafting and having on my roster to kind of spot week to week, you know, whether or not he could fill in a flex if my other quarterback's got a bad matchup or hurt, you know. He's got some value there um, as like a back-end QB 2, 3 kind of guy. Um, so I would say that. I like Naheem Hines too. Um, you know, God forbid anything happen to Jonathan Taylor. You know, Naheem Hines is a great pick there. Um, anything for you, Hunter? Um, I like the Dobbs pick. It's just kind of a shot in the dark. Um, yeah. I was also a big fan of the uh, Mac Jones pick as well. Getting into the 17th round, obviously these are your last picks. Uh, Harrison Smith is a is a safety there. Like I feel like that's a guy that is always solid. Uh, we got Jordan Poyer who. You know, Michael presented some very interesting information about him. Uh, and then, yeah, Eric Hendricks, I thought that was a very good pick. And to get like, your last linebacker and get that guy. I mean, he's he's good as it gets. And then Tyler Algier, I was trying to get Jake to take him. I thought that he's got a lot of potential just in case Cordell does get moved to the slot. Um, he's a pretty explosive guy. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, uh, I love my own pick of Eric Kendricks, but also, yeah, that Jordan Poyer pick, I mean – uh, it, it, it takes a special man to uh, to take someone like that. Um, he may he may make some plays on the field, but I mean, he, he's definitely hitting hitting tens outside of the outside of those 120 yards 
uh, including the end zones, of course. So pretty happy for him. Um, I think that was a nice pickup. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take a quick second to toot my own horn here. Uh, I really could not believe I got KJ Hamler and Tyler Boyd this, Tyler Boyd this late. Um, both guys and like very tied to very good quarterbacks, kind of the wide receiver threes. And if anything were to happen to the any of the guys in front of them, I think they could see like a huge uh, increase in target volume. And you know, I think both of them have the talent on the field to to support those targets. So I was really kind of over the moon to have those two guys picked up that late. So I'm just going to get off my soapbox now. But all right, well. Um... I, I put all the rosters are in on ESPN and I looked at fantasy pros to see what their rankings were of our uh, the power rankings of the draft so at first they have Alex second they have Neil third they've got Jake four they've got Michael five they've got Richard six they've got Ethan seven they've got me eight they've got oh, sorry six they had Tyler seven they had me eight they had Ethan nine they had Mac I thought I was at sixth. How did you mess that up? Uh, I don't know, but you're eight now, so well, that's their draft rankings. That's uh, all right. They also had me as like the last last season, and I finished as the second best. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. these these rankings really mean just about nothing, especially even if you start Michael two and Harbour's oh. rankings. I don't care about now. the fantasy pros ranking. I don't care about Michael Harbor's ra- <laughs> ranking. What what do each of y'all think? Who are you the most impressed with? And uh, who do you think's got the best shot at uh, I feel taking like it home? Richard's team has the most boom or bust. Um, I really like Jake's team. Uh, I think just having Hurts and Murray, and then having a solid combo of Zeke if he's healthy, and then Jonathan Taylor. I'd say Jake would probably be my favorite, but I feel like I always say that, and then. Um, Mac, Mac is, I don't know, just not having a running quarterback and then having A.J. Dillon as your second running back. But Chase Edmonds is solid. Um, Cornell Patterson will be okay. Um, You've got the best safety in football. So I'd probably say Jake with Mac a little bit behind. But yeah. then again, I did say last year that Mike Preventure had the worst team and he ended up having the best team throughout the regular season. So yeah. don't take what I say with, for what it's worth. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Mac on this one. I mean, he has uh, somebody who at least is going to finish as the wide receiver three, worst-case scenario if he stays healthy. Um, Alvin Kamara, it's looking like he's not going to uh, get it uh, suspended this year. So, I mean, he has def- definite top five upside. Uh, Tom Brady's always going to give you top 10 numbers, and Kirk Cousins uh, in that offense is looking like he's going to do some big things. Mike Williams, I would have loved him on my own team, uh, so I think that's definitely going to be a good pick, or that could be terrible. Uh, Yeah, the running back leaves a little bit to be desired, I would say, on Mac's team, but uh, there's definitely some upside with those people like James Cook and Patterson, um, so maybe they could do some things and then always AJ Dillon uh, maybe he'll get on the field as the same time as Aaron Jones there's definitely a lot of targets and touches to be uh, taken from that team now that um, Devontae isn't there anymore well boys I think hold on do I get Whoa. Oh. 
Um, got too much so. dip on your chip. I, yeah. I just figured Mac is going to talk for about 10 minutes, so now, we don't need to cut him off. Well, I am going to say I do think that this is probably the like the most like impartial I've felt about a team, like about a best team after a draft in a while. Um, I think there's like a lot of teams that, you know, depending on how – player performances come out they could all have really good seasons like uh, I think Jake has a team that you know Zeke has a good year he could have a really great team um, I like my team um, I'll have to say um, I think you know even Richard has a team that has potential with Cam Akers uh, I think Hunter you know you've got a team that I mean everybody's got potential I really if I had to be pegged down to say like who I thought had the best team um, at the draft, I would probably say myself. We had to exclude ourselves, Mac. Well, if I'm excluding... Facts are facts, Hunter. You have to speak them if you yeah. think them. You know, I think Hunter's got a great team. Saquon's a question for me, but, you know, I like the rest of your team. Ethan, I really like his, his like, top six, and then couple of the wide receivers are kind of iffy we'll have to see how they play out but usually you can pick up wide receivers off the waivers or even potentially uh you know make some trades for some guys but i think ethan's in a really solid spot to uh not repeat as waffle house champion um that's what we're looking for yeah but you know i think there's a lot of really good teams and i'm really excited to kind of see how this shakes out this year um I think it's a pretty partial uh, draft. I think everybody did a really good job of um, constructing their team, so I'm excited to see how it all turns out. Now you can cut me off, honey. All right. Um, so, any last thoughts before we uh, before we uh, close it out? I think there's a lot of hope uh, in with this us right now. I mean, we haven't really had any injuries yet. Uh, preseason's pretty much over. Um, so just as long as everybody stays healthy, I think it could be a pretty evenly matched season. But obviously there's going to be some, some things that you can't control. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this year. Mac? I already gave my two cents. Um, I think it was just a really good draft night after it could have been uh, you know, chaotic with the projector messed up. and then, But Robert Stevens coming was a nice touch. Um, I think a lot of guys... Uh, you know, Alex helped with the putting the whole league history packet together. Um, Mac Mac helped me uh, with you know a lot of the podcast stuff and commissioner stuff. Uh, Jake helped put together the pods, so um, I kind of asked for for help and I got it in a lot of ways. So I really appreciate that. But um, I was a little concerned whenever we only had five people show up for the summer meetings that this was going to be the beginning of the end and I think uh, after a really good turnout Richard was the only one that couldn't make it and he was still very active uh, drafting and making sure that he got his picks in um, we're going to have to talk about his team name because he thinks I'm joking but if Graham Gastineau does not give him the okay then Edible Burritos is the team name but. Yeah, Edible Burritos got to win a championship before they can he be retired He told me the Burritos are cursed and I said that was the responsibility that he took on Yeah, I mean it's like, you know, <laughs> taking over the Browns 
you know. Chicago Cubs used to be cursed as well, but, you know, they got over it. They may have, like, sacrificed a goat or whatever, but it worked out. Yeah. But, yeah, Hunter, we appreciate all the hard work you've put into the league and putting these podcasts together. Um, Hopefully we'll get uh, some more listeners than we had for the preseason draft since nobody listened to it. Um, But, yeah, if you guys are listening to this – Hit us up in the group chat with uh, Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe is the keyword. Ethan, coming in bold, saying the keyword. And uh, we're happy to have Ethan here. Um, hopefully, we can get him on the podcast uh, a couple of times through the season. It's um, a lot for Ethan to be here. He's got a long drive. I just have to show my dedication to this league, and I will continue to do that no matter how much it costs. Yeah, and we've got the train rolling by now, so I guess we'll use that to send us off here. Hunter, you got any any final words for the people? No, just, you know, hopefully you've listened this long. I think our post-draft pods are one of our most popular. Um, I will get that, the hopefully the league newsletter going here in a little bit and the schedule all set up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, should should be exciting season. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to, to Mac helping me with the pod, to uh, you know getting a little help with the newsletter. So hopefully it's a little bit more consistent in producing content for this uh, for this year. But um, yeah, thanks to these two guys for staying up late and uh, uh, getting the getting the pod done with me. Uh, we had some other people that were invited that they were too good for the pod. So. Uh, they'll see. They'll see if they get invited next time. Ethan gets moved up on the priority order now for oh, being dedicated. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the long haul. I'll be on every pod if I have to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just thanks to these guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everyone making a great draft day. Uh, thanks to Mike once again for being a gracious host, making some wonderful food. That was great. Some wonderful food. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, he he's three for three on just giving us the best food ever at his house. But uh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be it for me, for Mac, for Ethan. Uh, this was the Smyrna Churchman Fantasy Football 22 Draft Review. Uh, we'll be back with you in a few weeks for a week one preview. Peace.